No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. There is a new online resource for helping you find out all about venues before you go if you've never been before pray tell it is called venue llama venue llama and just in case you you didn't know llama has two l's llama llama tell you about (laughs) it it's an online resource that provides live music fans the insider venue info that you need that you didn't know you needed but you need it because you didn't know it a place where fans can quickly rate venues and share venue tips and intel about those places VenueLlama.com launches in late spring, but we're currently doing a sneak preview for No Simple Road listeners. Head over to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR. That's V-E-N-U-E-L-L-A-M-A.com forward slash NSR to check out the beta version and uh, put your info in there. I know they need reviews for Red Rocks. And they, they need reviews for a whole lot of stuff on their site now. They have the whole widespread panic tour mm-hmm. with all the venues. They have the fish tour with sure. venues. They have Goose, Dead and & Company, and all the venues. So there's a lot of venues out there, too. So head over to VenueLlama.com forward slash NSR now. Sign up and become a llama head. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Shop Tour Bus is No Simple Road's fantastic sponsor of Grateful Dead inspired merch. This is not what you normally see, the skulls, the Berthas, none of that. This is cute little funky pictures um, told in song. Or they tell, they tell the they story. They tell, tell the story of the song yeah. in picture. That's right. And what do they do it on? They do it on hoodies. They do it on t-shirts. They do it on um, canvas bags. And they stickers. have... Stickers. Stickers. Don't forget right. the stickers and nope, the patches. Nope. Stickers yeah. and patches. They got it all going on. And you too can get your awesome t-shirt mailed to you in a one of a kind box. That's not. It's not just a box. It's actually got all kinds of goodies. Aaron? Apple. It's the coolest box. <clears throat> you don't know what you're going to get. You Tell get us it. about the box. Your shirt is like rolled up so tight and perfectly with this twine and you get a picture. You get a pencil. Some people may get a special bootleg. bootleg. Yes, a bootleg. Real bootleg. Right. Yep, it's been passed around. And then there's going to be all kinds of tchotchkes, candies. You just don't know. So you got to order to find out. Also, they have their new tie-dyes. They just announced like three hours ago. Next week, they will be shipping the new 
wheel tie dyes with the with the little bug on it. So act quick. These go fast. Yeah, they you do. don't want to be caught without one and wearing that old booty shirt on the lot. It will come to you for free shipping if you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. So make sure you put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. Go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Check out all the dope shit they got going on. You just got home from work and you're hungry and the family's hungry and you don't know what to make and somebody says, what do you want to do? I'm going to give you the answer because that's the toughest question of living on planet (laughs) Earth right now is what you want to eat. So I'm going to make it easy for you. If you live in Portland or you live in Denver, you're going to say, let's go to Fire on the Mountain. Why are you going to say that? Because they have the best damn food out there and it's made with love and intention by other heads. Three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. Here in Portland, they've got the Fire on the Mountain Brewing Company. They've got merch. Help me out, Apple. They've got all their special. I was going to say you better take advantage. Today is the 28th. You only have a few days to take advantage of the April specials, which I, you just need to go check them out. And then they're going to have all new specials probably in, in May. May. Yeah, if you want to check out the specials here in Portland, you go to FOTMPDX and in Denver, FOTM Denver. And you can go to PortlandWings.com and order yourself some of the sauces. If you're not in one of these locations, you can have a fire on the mountain, no simple road family, grateful dead-ish experience with chicken wings in your own house and it'll be great you could like wear one of their hoodies or a hat yeah, or their don't socks. Forget to get yeah, some if, merch and if you're local you can actually go to market of choice and go to the hot sauce department and they have fire on the mountain on the shelf what? if you don't want to wait know that. that's I right i've either. even got a photo of it boom so, boom guys there you go fire, fire on, on the, the mountain, mountain. hey everyone chris pandolfi from the infamous string dusters here to let you know that my podcast inside the musician's brain is back on the airwaves for season four which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success failure inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love my guests this season include rachel price from lake street dives sam bush chris wood chris funk from the decemberists Lindsay lou mc taylor from his golden messenger and more check us out and thanks for listening we're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor music masters collective they are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, Evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, 
and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Is little little squishy today. I thought well, you said your mind was good. Today. I, I mean, a it's I'm a little, little baby bit squishy. I'm not as squishy as I normally am after traveling for a week and then going to fish twice, three times. You know. Hey, now, no simple road family. This is Aaron, and this, this is Mel. Sorry, oh, I, I jumped jam. in. Yep. That's okay. And this is Apple and Darwin. And Darwin, I'm sleeping over here on my bed. Darwin is so happy to be back to work. We were gone for what six days. Yeah, he has not been able to come down to the studio. And he was so ready to come down today, and he has finally arrived, and he's on his bed just chilling. And you should be so ready for this episode with Mountain Mountain Grass Grass Unit. Unit. We had Drury and Luke on, and let me tell you, this is the future of bluegrass right here. If you are a fan of that style of music, these dudes are up and coming, and I'm telling you that you're going to be seeing them all over the place, and I, I... it's just astounding to me the level of talent at this age. I know yes. I sound like an old man right now, but you are an old man right now. It's okay, right? It's fine. I'm supposed to sound it's how fine. I am. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But and this is ahead. well, this is one of those ones with like like being older and you look and it gives you hope for the future of music because mm-hmm. damn these guys jam yeah. and they're getting out there too. I just got to say. It. They're going to be playing. This is just fun to say. The Wimmy Diddle Festival in <laughs> Hamilton, <laughs> Ohio Diddle. on June 24th. And then they're going to be coming to our neck of the woods August 3rd through 6th for the Pickathon up oh, here. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. And then we're, we're going to be seeing them at Peach too, right? Is yes. It, isn't yes, that a thing? Yes, that is they are going to be playing happening. at Peach also. Yes. So, yeah, man. If you get the opportunity, if these, these cats come through your town, don't stay home that night no or, don't sleep on that mm-mm. you're gonna be really amazed I, I found out about them actually instagram introduced me to luke first and it, you know videos of him flat picking i was just amazed i was like this dude is shredding and then i found out that he was part of mountain grass unit started following them and was like holy shit where i'm seeing the future being born right now in front of me on digitally on instagram and you know, it's really dope when social media does what it's supposed to do instead of what it's not supposed to do <laughs> and introduces you to really cool stuff that changes your mind about things. And this is one of those instances where social media actually did its job. You know, I like here I'm reading on their um, website and it says um Music promoter Sam Masterson said this. They don't just play good for their age. They play good, period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm holding, I'm censoring myself right now and saying, trying to not talk about how young they are 
and just talk about what great players well, they yeah, are. Yeah, you don't yes. have to mention that you're old or they're young either. You can just say that they're freaking amazing mm-hmm. and go check them out. When people go see them and they see their youthful appearance, they're going to be like, holy cow. And Drury's voice, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, <laughs> I, to see that come out of him, I was like, oh my God, this this dude is talented, man. And we were really, really stoked to have them on the show. I know you guys are going to really, really enjoy this episode. Um, you want to? And, and well, we had we had Drury and Luke, and we were Sam was not there, but hopefully we catch up with all them when we get to see them in person at, at the Peach. Peach Festival. Yeah, Sam plays upright bass, and these guys have a sound that's just amazing. I mean, this is a trio, and it sounds like much more than three mm-hmm. dudes up on stage. Yep. So everybody, we're gonna we're gonna do this quick this week we're going to do the do the business and then we're going to get you to the interview because my brain is about to fall out my ear and uh, we don't want that to happen it'll go inside the can of my headphone and that would be weird our darwin might eat it think it was a little treat why would it be little Mm -hmm. apple well if it falls out (laughs) your ear i mean all right anyway follow no simple road at no simple road on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. You can get a tarot reading with us. You can get No Simple Road merch. You could sign up for our newsletter, which comes out whenever I get a wild hair at my ass and decide to send out a newsletter. Um, help me out, Mel. What well, else? you can also call um, 971-808-1524. That way you can be part of the No Simple Road Tepid line, um, a.k.a. John B. line. Yes. And you can sit there and give us a recipe. You can give us a review of the show you just went to. You can be like, hey, guys, I just wanted to say what's up. That's all I need to say. Bye. Click. And that would be super cute and fun. Also, you can go to Apple um, Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. We would so appreciate that. And you can give us a little review and be like, hey, No Simple Road is super fun. This is a great show. Boom. Or I love it. Boom. Anything. One here. I'll give you two examples of reviews if you'd like for We got two April. new ones. Um, I'm not sure if we'd done this one yet, but we'll just do it again. But there is a new one. Okay. Uh, April 3rd. Uh, my nightly routine now, five stars. These guys are part of my life as I listen to them twice a week. Keep Aww. up the great work, Chris Wood. All right, Chris. And thank then you. April 18th. Ooh. So good. Aww. Five stars. I absolutely love this po- podcast. Super interesting and entertaining from Tough Guitar. Oh, Ooh, thanks, man. Thank you, Tough Guitar. You sweetheart. You, um, that leads us to the next thing, actually. Well, that's right. Patreon. So Tough Guitars was recently on Patreon with me and our producer, Corey. We did about an hour interview and Tough Guitar is an incredible guitarist. He's also a guitar teacher. He's just finishing up his um, degree in North Carolina and go moving back to Boston. And that's all I can say about it, because if you want to hear the rest of the interview with this incredible musician, you're going to have to go to Patreon and sign up for it. You could sign up for a buck that's a right. month. You're going to get side roads. You're going to get for five dollars a month. You get access to the discord server and you get access for a dollar or more a month to all the side roads. Plus you get ad free early release of every no simple road episode that's right so if you don't want to hear us talking about you know our awesome sponsors fine then sign sign up up. for patreon and you get the full episode a week early and i also really don't edit those episodes so you get to hear all like the behind the scenes 
screw ups and us babbling before the <laughs> So interview. you may like that or you may not like yeah. that, but and, it's, it's raw. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you already know about our awesome sponsors who we fully support and you know how to get to them and get all that cool stuff. That's mm-hmm. right. So that is how you get engaged with the No Simple Road family and send a little love, energy, and intention back our way is through Patreon. It's a weird world we live in. And you know what? Creating content and putting it out for free is a very strange thing to do that is antithetical to everything that this country was built mm-hmm. on, but we're doing it every week and we do it twice a week. And so you guys signing Sometimes up on- we on, even drop in a third episode. That's true. So you guys signing up on Patreon is like you giving a little bit of energetic love back our way in the form of dollars and cents that helps us keep doing what we love to do and entertain you guys and talk to these amazing musicians and introduce you to new stuff and- and you know, bring you therapy sessions. I mean, I'm not for nothing, but sometimes these episodes go deep, whether it's just with the three of us or whether it's with the musicians or artists that we have on. And I've heard so many people say that it is like a therapy session. So, hey, why not? Yeah, we don't hold back. We like to get personal. We we, we share we laugh, a lot of details. Cry. Yeah, we get emotional. <laughs> we kiss your ass and, goodbye. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, coming on Monday, uh, we just spent a week in California and going and seeing fish in, in Seattle and at the Hollywood bowl. So we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. And so this Monday's episode is going to be a doozy. So please tune into that and we'll, you'll get the full trip report of what why, we can remember. Why my brain is about <laughs> oh, to come yeah, out yeah, my fish, skull and roses where we had a lot going on. And Mel and I are, are about to leave right now after this to go see goose and eugene let's do it again baby. let's do it baby yeah you guys are gonna have a super blast i would be going but i have i have a two days to recover to go to four days down in fresno for my nephew's wedding nobody goes yeah my little my little nephew's getting married it's so cute all right no simple road is busy again man that's all i have to say winter is definitely over and uh we are excited to introduce you to drury and luke from Mountain Grass Unit, so let's get it on. You ready? Ready. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Mountain Mountain Grass Grass Unit. Unit. Get the truth right out of you. 
City man takes every single dollar And I'm tied to a ball and chain Well, I'm going to town to sense it all out I can see if I can get their bell to ring gentlemen what's going on howdy oh there no. we go we can hear you guys howdy you guys. are real people you're not just instagram bots yeah <laughs> you are you <laughs> are too right <laughs> what's happening man i'm aaron hey aaron you're I, the one i've been talking yeah to. Oh. dude thank you for you know working this out with me man it, you know oh, man. it's Likewise. shit's crazy yeah um and i'm mel guys nice to meet you Hi, great to meet you. And then on the third member, I'm Apple. Nice to meet you. Cool. Yeah, thank you for being with us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Um, go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks that are listening. Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm Jerry Anderson, and uh, I'm Luke Black. You guys are the two of the Mountain Grass Unit, correct? Yes, with uh, our ba- bass player Sam Wilson, we are the Mountain Grass Unit. Okay, um, we're up here in Boston right now, uh, doing school at Berkeley, and Sam is down in Alabama, where we're originally from. We're all from Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, so before we get into the music stuff, I want to know, um, Luke, what's your favorite pizza topping? Oh gosh, I love a, I love um. Any sort of meat lover's pizza is my, my favorite. Okay. All right. Jury, what about you? Oh, this might be uh, controversial, but I'm a Hawaiian pizza guy. Hey, <laughs> yes. it's okay. It's all right. Okay. We got, all right. It's I cool. It. Yeah. No, you know yeah. what? It's important to be different and don't let people give you shit. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't, it's, it's too good. It's too good. <laughs> let that be taken. Um, I'll even do it with ranch. I'm crazy. What? <laughs> oh my God. All right. You went deep into the yeah. alternate pizza universe. That's perfect. You got the sweet savory. You got everything going on there. Yeah. I agree. Pineapple does belong on pizza. Oh Jesus, we're going to get killed for this episode. Uh, Guys, I I have to say that um, collectively we are extremely impressed. Yeah. What Uh, great talent you are. Holy shit, you guys. How old are you? I'm 20. I'm I'm 19. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So So you're like what, first year out of um, like Berkeley School of Music, like, or into it? This is your Um, first year? 
Yeah, so I've I've done a whole year. Okay. And this is his first year. Yeah, this is my 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 first year, second semester. How is it? Yeah. Berkeley's awesome. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's a lot of lot of work, um, but it's really fun being well, around all sorts of musicians. Is like crazy. What kind of hard work is it? Just a lot of a lot of like, well, to to sort of think about it in like you have you have regular school that you went through all these years and yeah. sort of trained for, and it kind of seems like you just threw it out the window and learn something new, you know? Oh, so it's sure. like, it's just like this new like theory and training your ear and learning this new stuff is, is just like, it's a, it's a change, you know? One of the things that's pretty big for me is we're in all these different ensembles that are playing different gigs. Like I'm going, I'm playing like a trio gig with this fiddle player and banjo player this weekend in Vermont. And I've been having to learn all this really complex, like acoustic music that I've never really tried doing before you know more like the jazz side okay you know just having to learn all these new songs and everything is a lot of work on top of the schoolwork. so it's it's pushing you definitely pushing you out of your comfort zone and out of your style too right for sure mm-hmm. yeah there's I mean, there's there's no limit to what style you're gonna you're gonna do here at berkeley you're gonna do things that you haven't done before it's stylistically you know <clears throat> yeah i i may i guess that's kind of part of the part of the deal is being around other musicians and different talent levels and and doing stuff that you've never done before creates an atmosphere that pushes you further in the talent that you're are that you already had when you guys got there it's it's making it more I, I couldn't agree more I think that it's uh what Berkeley is about besides just the academic side of it is like being around people that are better than you, mm-hmm. you know, are, are better than you and display that really well and kind of make you go home and sit there and be like, man, I, I, I got to practice, you know, I got to work on this. And it's, it's not even discouraging. It's just like, it's a, it's almost like relieving, like knowing, okay, well, I've learned this new thing from someone I just witnessed. Wait, what to me is amazing. I, I'm wondering something because the talent that you guys like go there with already. I was like reading up on you guys, you guys, both, both of you like picked out your first in- instruments in like first grade. Right. Yeah. And started playing at about that age up till now is, is it common? Have you met a lot of people like that going to Berkeley, like playing their entire lives, then taking it to Berkeley to up their game? Pretty much. Yeah. We've met a bunch of, uh, long time musicians or people who've been playing like even since they've been like you know before they can talk like it's their first language is music wow so i wonder with all that influence how do you determine what you like to play if there's like you could do anything like you said stylistically anything you want how do you determine what you want to play in personally i feel like there's certain things that you're kind of required to like learn here at berkeley mm-hmm. but i had one teacher um Kevin Berry is one of my guitar teachers. And he's like, man, learn the stuff that you want to learn. Like, do what speaks to you because that's the stuff that's going to stick with you and actually help you grow as a yes. musician. Wow. That really is great advice. Has has it always been bluegrass for you guys? Yeah. I mean, we had a <clears throat> we had a good stint of uh rock and roll jamming and stuff <laughs> like that. <clears throat> uh I definitely wasn't raised on bluegrass at all. 
No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, listen to a lot of like when I first started playing guitar, it was mainly electric, and I was just really into Hendrix, like any other guitar player, like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Same. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It. What. What gave you the bluegrass bug? Well, I went to the music store and I chose to play the banjo kind of like as a joke, but then I kind of fell in love with like the sound of it. And I think like the first song I really got under my fingers was foggy mountain breakdown. And that one kind of, you know, boosted yeah. the bluegrass. Then jury started playing mandolin and yeah. learned songs together. So, so you've always that. had a bluegrass partner. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We, we picked a good bit when we were for both starting out and that was actually a pretty big, influence and why I started playing was because Luke was playing, but, uh, it wasn't really till probably like when we were, you know, ending elementary school, getting into junior high years that like, we really started getting serious about like what we wanted to do with it. And we started, you know, going to each other's houses more and bringing our instruments and playing and things like that. And, uh, yeah, we just, our catalog, uh, we, we take songs in and, make songs and over time it's just evolved into this this set that we don't we never really sat down and said okay we're gonna learn all these songs you know it's Mm -hmm. just over the years they've all just come and we bring stuff back and we drop stuff and you know i'm curious too what both of you beyond your playing are amazing singers yeah have you been singing since a young age or is that something that like required lessons or what um i feel like when we both started kind of at the beginning like we were like making original music we've always loved just creating like our own songs and stuff right on we were kind of just like well one of us has got to like take the main singing part we both tried and i just kind of i i didn't like it man so kind of put all the pressure (laughs) on the jury hey man why don't you handle this we uh i can't i think it was i think it was one we were walking into this I remember going to this Mexican restaurant um, in Birmingham. It was called Pablo's. And I was like, hey, we'd love to get a gig here. And I, I showed some of the stuff. And they're like, well, you know, you got to sing. You got you, you all have to have a singer, you know. So we uh, we figured out how to do that and go about that. And um, yeah, one did. thing that we've really been working on as far as Mountain Grass Unit goes is just, just our harmonies. Um, yeah, together with Sam – all three of us, we um, really tried to get our harmonies on songs tight. Jury, your your voice is absolutely fucking incredible. It's man. captivating. Very, Thank you very yeah, dude, and and, it, and it's strong. Very strong. I the first time I saw you sing, I was like, "Are you what? Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> when when you realize you can do that, is that like the best feeling in the world to let that out? I, I love singing. Um, yeah, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, wow. And you know, as far as the stage context goes, I gotta have an uh, instrument in my hand. We joke about this. Is like you gotta have the shelter of an instrument in front of you in order <laughs> mm-hmm. to sing on stage to feel safe. Yeah, totally get it. Safe zone. You're just like holding the microphone. Yeah. What do you do? You just dance around, or <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We uh, that. That definitely was a key factor. I had to have an instrument with me. But one of my favorite things to do, like as far as when I'm not playing, is you know just driving around and harmonizing the songs in my car, or singing the songs in my car, or 
that harmonies are really important. And, Especially in bluegrass. And it's such a wonderful way to get other people involved as well. Because when you hear people singing in harmony, you want to join in. And what it does to your ear and to your spirit, it's such a... Um, like hallmark of blue of bluegrass and you guys do such a great job of it is that as far as like the singing part i know that you have taken it on jury but luke do you see yourself stepping up more as the band gets older in time and you know kind of taking more lead not over but you know what i mean like just kind of And whatever you say, Drury's going to hold you to it. So uh, go ahead. <laughs> I hope so. You, know, you, you need a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are singing like 25 songs sometimes, these long gigs back to back. I mean, I definitely step up for a song. It's not going to be like the best, but that's definitely something I'm looking forward to doing yeah. in the future. Yeah. But um, as far as the three part harmony goes, we've been really working on getting that really solid and tight. And like dynamic wise, volume wise, yeah. just to get it really powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. It, well, well it's, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, say, uh, say, as Sam's story is kind of amazing too, because he, he didn't start at a young age, right? You you taught him bass. I yeah, I showed him how to play bass um, with some rock band I was playing with, and ever since then we kind of played in that rock band for a while, and then we convinced him he got an upright bass from one of his dad's friends yeah it was one of his dad's friends or something and i was like dude you gotta start playing this thing so we taught him like a couple fiddle tunes and he just kind of has been teaching himself how to play upright bass ever Whoa. since and, he, and he's amazing yeah yes yeah and he, he, atta- harmony, he, atta- like, he attacks that thing just oh, oh. yeah he's, he gets a lot of inspiration or we kind of all do from like rap music as far as the bass goes sam's got some pretty wow. dirty lines he's he, he yeah and he he's very yeah. uh thankfully particular about his bass tone and if that thing doesn't sound like you know a sub going through the speakers you know he's not about it (laughs) not about it um and it's funny sometimes we'll like talk about the venues and i'll be like oh yeah okay that was the place that had the really good bass yeah yeah, i'll take yeah i'm cool i'm cool mark that down you know okay uh, yeah he's a he's got this high he's he can sing these high harmonies and he's sometimes hesitant about like what he can do and then we'll be at a gig and he'll just be like oh hell i'll throw it in you know and every time i mean he's he's on it he can hit some (laughs) high notes for for a bass player man he can sing oh shit we were watching your uh is it called two track yeah yeah we were watching the two track a little while ago and um watching you do uh turmoil and tinfoil and i was standing there watching you guys play and i was like holy shit these guys are giving me fucking chills, man. Like, it, and it, it occurred to me as I was watching you, you're really fortunate, man, to be doing what you're doing right now. Cause where we're at in time, as far as like music is concerned, there's this huge surge of bluegrass music that's happening right now. So for you guys to be as talented as you are going to school to hone your craft and playing the way you do right now i mean it's like it the stage is set for you guys to just take off you know do you do you feel that do you feel the momentum behind you and and the bluegrass scene the wider scene you know i uh when we first got started 
doing what we were doing, we weren't familiar with the jam grass scene, mm. the, the Billy strings, the string cheese, the infamous string dusters, that sort of thing. Yeah. And over time when we got into them, we started realizing that they're like, it, there really is a crowd for this sort of music. And, uh, pe- people, I, you know, I don't even know if they come for us when they come to our gigs. I think they come more for like the songs, you know, because mm-hmm. when we, I mean, we'll play a standard or, you know, more traditional song, like, you know, uh, you know, big spike hammer. And it's just got a good chorus that has strong harmonies, you know, and, and people just, I think in this environment don't really know like how to look for it. But then when they, when they get it, like, wow, like this is just amazing. You know, yeah. bluegrass is awesome. It's cool that you're picking up on that. Cause you know, there is definitely a scene attached to that kind of music and there being in that space, there's something so special about it. There's like so welcoming and family oriented and friendly and, fun and so to be able to like add your little sauce to that and and grow with it because it is still growing it's like you mentioned all those bands like they've been in it for a while but they're still like you know they their trajectory is still a lot higher so it's kind of fun to see you in at the ground floor what does it feel like so far like I mean it might feel just normal but you know a little description of what you what it feels like to be getting you know kind of known and and heard and your names out there it's definitely really exciting like especially after last summer kind of we started our tour and we organized this whole tour by ourselves it was like wow. kind, of, kind of a small tour with like some smaller venues but after like seeing all the results and everything like people showing up people singing along to like original music Aww. that is like the best feeling ever it was nuts it was it was crazy um yeah uh, we went down to, I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, the Red Bar in 30A in Florida. Uh, it's a little spot, and it's a small little spot, but, you know, it has some history. It's a, it's a popular spot around that area, but, I mean, it was just this one night in the summer in July, and people came, and I was just, like, watching all these people calling for our songs, you know, requesting our songs and singing along and, and dancing, and it's just like, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, same with, same with Charleston. Charleston was the most recent one. And that was incredible. It was insane. And do you feel I, like they're finding you from, from Instagram or like, you know, social media, or is this something that like you guys have, a, you know, a following because you're in Berkeley or like, how, how are you guys getting it at such a young time in your career? I feel like our social media presence is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people okay. uh, find us through that. Yeah. And then word of mouth, like that, the jam band community is just, they're the best. Very, we got you. (laughs) Well, that's what we're doing right now. You know, we're letting our people know that you guys are, there's something to watch for. And if you're coming around our town, go check them out. Cause I, I mean, I can't wait to see you guys live. I am excited to see what you guys do. And I I can kind of answer your question for them too. I mean, I found out about them through Instagram and I found out about them separate, independent of each other. I didn't know you guys were in a band together and was following both of you. And then, (laughs) and then I saw mountain grass, you know, I was like, that guy looks for, wait a minute. Oh shit. That's them. (laughs) And maybe, I don't know. 
three or four months after that, Jack McGrain from Bodie Mojo yeah. was like, you need to get these guys on the show. I was like, I know who they are, Wait a man. Minute. How, do you, how does Jack come into the picture? Uh, Jack sent us a message to get in his, he has a, a, a series called shine on the mountain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it for, um, this lady who goes under the Instagram tag, uh, Karen, the dancing lady. We know Karen. Yeah. Well. I'm, I'm so excited okay, about right. the story. Y'all know, y'all know Karen. Um, so I just met them through social media and Jack did just a amazing job on doing a video for us. And he was, yeah, he just let me know. He's like, man, I'd love to get y'all on the, uh, no simple road podcast. You know, I know those guys and I've actually heard of y'all's show through, uh, Aaron's picks, you know, I've listened oh, to his oh, stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was scrolling through y'all's catalog and looking at like all the people that have been on here. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an absolute honor to be on here oh, today. You guys, man, it, for us too, it's, it's a trip. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, like 2018 or was it 19 the string summit? The first one, the first one was 18 that we went to. Oh wait, no, no. 19. Okay. You're right. Yeah. 2019. We and then, to- yeah. Then, there's a big Pandemic music happened. festival up here that happened last year was the last one. They stopped doing it, but it was called Northwest string summit. And, um, everybody plays this thing. Like everybody you can imagine in the bluegrass community plays this. And we went in 2019 and I, my, um, world of bluegrass was basically olden in the way and, and Garcia. And that was basically it for me. And I got my mind blown at this festival and was like, this, this music is amazing and started picking. And, uh, we went back this last year and like I said, it was the final one. And to see even like through the pandemic with everything shut down, the musical growth of the bands that played and the, just how big of a sound they all brought. It's, for me, it's the most um it's the most real kind of music. You're you're up there with wood and wire and that's it. There's you know, I mean you can put effects on your stuff, but for the most part it's wood and wire and your vibrating strings and your voices and that's it. And it it seemed old to me, not and I don't mean that like in a any kind of negative kind of way. I mean it like only older cats would be into this kind of music. This was my mindset for the longest time. And I, I'm curious, like for you guys, especially now with bands like the dusters and green sky and, you know, string cheese and Billy strings, dwellers, yeah. the kitchen dwellers. What, where do you see yourselves fitting in the wider bluegrass community? As far as like, are you, are you guys, going for like a strictly traditional bluegrass thing? Or are you, are you feeling like you're more in the jam grass world or where you see yourselves fitting? Man, that's kind of a hard question. I guess, I don't know. Definitely. We're really jammy. We like jams, but we like jams that are kind of like structured, more structured and like build and kind of just hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes the spacey jams, we, we like doing spacey jams a lot, but sometimes I feel like our audience doesn't react to it as well as they do when we do some, you know, big build up, kind of like more metalish. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I got you. Yeah. We, uh, 
lot of lot of that influence like you said rap music you know people people these days their ears are including us are like acclimated to hearing like a build-up you know yes. everything's based around a build-up tension and release and layers so you're just layering on everything until you hit that point where everyone's you know head banging and getting down to the music and uh yeah so i think point. that that's sort of what we try to go for most of the time you know we jam and we have cool space jams and funk jams and things like that but every once in a while we just like to just open up the gates and yeah, yeah. i i saw that watching you i've been watching like everything on youtube of your all today i was watching you know how to play a crowd like you know how to read your audience because i one i put on today you guys were jamming but i could only watch like 20 minutes it was in the irish pub yeah. oh yeah and that everybody was... was so loud i almost like yelled at the tv like shut up i'm trying to listen to the music <laughs> but you, like you guys pulled you pulled out the alice and chains nutshell like you did do you like kind of played to that kind of rowdier crowd and they seem quite rowdy and then like some of your other performances are right along there like traditional like up on the stage kind of like a little side festival stage or something it's just a compliment you guys play the crowd well and and making it through that irish guy i'm wondering how that went when you're playing in a place like that where everybody is basically there it seems like to be drinking and yelling (laughs) how 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 do you play through that that's a nanny we are sweating by the end of like the third song. Like I'm putting everything I got into my guitar when I'm playing for like a rowdy crowd like that. It's just the energy is so strong and like the buildups. I feel like we hit like our max volume, but somehow in the next song, it just gets a little bit more. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy. So, you know, like we have to plan out how we want to do our set because our last song has got to be the one that's just like burning. And by the time we're panning by the end of it, you know, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, want more. Yeah. To answer the question though, about how, you know, the, the crowd and that sort of thing, um, you know, I, I don't know how to speak for all of us, but I, I think I do. When I say like, we like a really rowdy crowd, like it, it, it works, you know, you it, dig that it, huh? it helps bring you guys up. It it depends yeah. for me. I feel like sometimes <clears throat> I don't know, just different crowds make me play different. Like okay. if there's a crowd that's sitting there intently watching me, I feel like I play really clean and really melodically. And sometimes when I'm playing for a more rowdy crowd, I'll play a lot more dirty, bluesy licks, but I'll be a little bit more sloppy. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But, you know, I guess it allows for that. It's like, well, they're being loud and sloppy. I'm going to match that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to match that, man. It, so, it yeah. does. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that for sure. It just depends on, you know, if the videos shout out to Bama Patriot 205, Scott Phillips is the guy that comes to our shows for free. Goodness of his heart. Aww. Sets up his camera and his tapes equipment and just records our shows. But, uh, you know, those things vary from like we had that Innisfree pub to the public library. We did, you know, <laughs> we did there and, you know, so it really depends on the audience and we try to craft our set to what will fit the, fit the vibe. You know, is it tough now that you're going to school full time and doing that? Is it tough to go out and gig with all the work that you got to do for school? I feel like part of school now that like I'm technically 
like a musician in school mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing school for is being a musician I feel like that's part of my job as a student and like you know making good grades also means playing gigs and making you know money on the side so I can afford to do this wow yeah so it's go ahead that is a very mature perspective <laughs> Because that, I mean, that is definitely what you should do, but that's not everybody's thought. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, nope, I'm going to be super focused. I'm going to concentrate on school. I'm going to learn what I need to, you know. That's part of the thing. But yeah, so what I was going to ask earlier was like, aside from like the the part of being a musician where you literally go on stage and you're you're performing and you're doing your craft, what about the other part about being a musician, about the traveling and you know, all the things in between the booking and the net, the, you know, networks and the networking that you have to actually do, you know, those relationships, like, what do you feel about that part of it? Is it, do you like it? Is it worth it? Like, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Well, you know, there's this lady at the at the Charleston Poorhouse who is just like, hey, guys, she sent us an email like, I've got an Airbnb. Get me a T-shirt and a poster and I will set y'all up for free for the night. And she, she had no idea that we were like looking for a place to stay. Not only that, too, we we had like four friends from our high school, like kids our age, come up. They're just like, hey, man, we'll drive all the way to Charleston from Birmingham with y'all. We'll sell your merch for free. <gasps> As long as you like get us, you know, and man, it's just like our community is amazing. Wow. Wow. Guys, that's okay. That's what I was talking about, about the, the, the community. Definitely worth it. There's something about, I'm going to just say the overall music community, because it's not only one community. When people love what you're doing and they appreciate, they want to support you. Yeah. And so to have you starting out young, knowing you don't have a ton of money for like rooms or knowing that you don't have a bunch of manpower to sell your merch, but it's important. That is some of the best blessings that you can get on the road is those kinds of a good night's sleep, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a free meal. Like that is really cool to hear that that's what's going on on the road for y'all. As, as of right now, yeah. this, this summer is going to be a, rude awakening we're doing some pretty hardcore traveling and might have to uh, take a little bit more risk all right so i'll ask you that question at the end of the summer (laughs) (laughs) yeah ask us you know you know uh do you have like a a big tour coming or is there is there like festival stuff that you guys are playing or anything like that anything you can talk about yeah i think what we can talk about now right uh so far what we booked and announced is uh in april on April 1st, we are going to do a uh, mental awakening fest. That's going to be at steady hand brewing company in uh, Atlanta. Dope. Uh, and I don't know specific dates for these. I'm going to have to check, but we are doing um, Floyd fest in Floyd, Virginia. Oh, wow. Right on. Doing Peach fest in Scranton. And we'll see you there. We're going to be there. Yes. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, and I'm also going to do uh 
Pickathon. Pickathon in oh. Portland. Oh, okay. That's where we're at. Right. We're, yeah. in, so we're in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Here's well, the yeah. deal. Uh, we're we're going to be podcasting from Peach, right? And they had, when we got booked this year for it, when we were talking to them, they they want us to talk to up and coming artists at the festival. Would you guys be down to come hang out with us? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. When when we're done, I'll send you like my phone number and all that, so we can stay in touch. But that oh, yeah. that would be yeah. so cool to talk to you guys there, man. The peach is amazing. And when you come to Portland, if you guys need a place to stay, you got a place to stay here too. Pickathon. We got a, it's we it's got in a Happy big Valley com- in got, in August. Yeah, okay. it's over in Happy. We got right a, we got a big comfy house. We love to cook. Like we would make you guys very comfortable if if you need a place to stay when you're out here. We got you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. So, Luke, I I don't want to hone in on, like, the speed of your playing. I know that that's not everything. <laughs> but, my God, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was freaking out. When, he, when you first found him, I remember that a while, a while back. He came to me and was showing me. And, and I remember this because he was showing you, me both separately, like mm-hmm. how he said he found you. And I was just blown away. Like we're standing there, like jaw, like mouth open, just like do you, what? What do you know who uh, Jake Eddy is? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you see the post he made recently where people were like giving him shit, saying that um, he speeds up his his? Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, when I first time I saw you, I was like, "There's no way." There's no way that a human being's fingers can move that fast and do what they're doing. I, and I'm, Jake, yeah, Jake, Jake's nuts. But you, I, because I got you here, I, I want to know, like, was that something that you set out intentionally to do? Were you like, I want to be fast? Um, I guess so. I mean, for me, it's like when playing fast, I feel like a lot of, there's a lot of people out there. Um, who say that like playing fast, you can't sound melodic, you know, you're just kind of just throwing notes out there. But I feel like, especially starting off on the banjo where you're just doing really fast rolls the whole time, really syncopated rhythms, you know, just like to the beat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I play fast, I can kind of make phrases that are more melodic than sometimes when I play slow. Oh, wow. Just strange, but that's kind of how it works in my mind. How have you built that skill? It's like a steady, sometimes when I'm just playing like, you know, just straight up a fiddle tune, steady eighth notes the whole time, digga, 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 digga. Mm-hmm. You can add different layers of rhythms on top of that. So like you can throw triplets on top of those. Yeah. And so it just makes the the level of um, syncopation go higher, you know, and okay. faster. Do you think the banjo playing helped you with that because of the rolls? Definitely, yeah. yeah. I use like, I mean, the banjo has three of the same strings that a guitar has. And so I can kind of see those shapes on the banjo and I can use them on guitar. And also I do a bunch of hybrid picking where I'm holding my pick and then using my fingers mm. at the same time. And that's a technique. But I, <laughs> I've been messing around with the guitar for, I don't even know his whole life, my whole life, but it wasn't your goal. It was, yeah, his goal. It, it just blows my <laughs> mind. Like, there's people that can sit and practice all day long for 20 years and not be able to do what you do, man. And it's a gift 
Luke. It's, it's, a it's for real. That's a gift. And it's really cool that, um, that you guys are sharing that with us. You know what I mean? Like as good as you guys feel when you're on stage is as good as the crowd is feeling from hearing the music. And I think that's what you guys are responding to up there. You know, that feeling that's coming from a rowdy crowd is that thing of people getting off on that. And I, has it been your whole life that you wanted to do this for both of you? For sure. I mean, it's definitely been a dream of mine to be playing and the feeling I get from playing, especially with like this group, is just like, it's unreal. I feel like, and I, I, and I, I agree too. Um, I think it was for me personally, probably the last <clears throat> probably three years, these past three years. And this year, especially um, knowing that my path forward only involves what I love doing is like, oh, wow. it's so exciting. It's just one of the best feelings in the world, knowing that just like people are coming to listen to our music and we get to, we get the pleasure of just playing for people and getting reactions and improving our playing and, you know, getting experience on the road. And I mean, it's just, it is a blessing. Mm. It is a blessing. It's that kind of outlook that'll keep you young and happy the rest of your life. Seriously. Like when you have that kind of outlook where you're excited about life instead of it's a drag, (laughs) a drag. Yeah. (laughs) Or something that you got to get through or got to do. You know, I think what Berkeley's also doing is it's teaching you that you can love what you do and make a living. You know, it seems to me as if like, cause you just said a minute ago, Luke, like you feel like it's your job. Like, I'm sure they didn't tell you that, but you feel that it's instilled in you somehow through the lessons and what your love is and your talent. And that is at 20 years old and at 19 years old to have that kind of like forethought and outlook you guys are really doing something right. Yeah, you I can't know, even tell me- you mentally, you know, like <laughs> j- just mentally, clearly with your actions as well. But like, that is really, um, it's special. It's really special guys. His, I'm curious what your, how your parents feel about that's, all this. That's what I, that's what I was going to ask that the folks, obviously um, they're behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, as far as that goes, like I, it, we, we've been sort of set up in that sense. Um, and I, I think I speak for all of us and I say all of our parents have been supportive and, um, you know, knowing that this is what we want to do. And I think over time and through, you know, our schooling days and playing together, we've sort of proven the point that this is something mm-hmm. that we actually yeah. do want to do, you know? Um, and it's not just something just out I mean, of the sky. Yeah. I feel like they haven't pushed us to do anything or they haven't like not wanted us to do anything. Like choosing to go where to go to college was like completely on, on me, you know? Mm-hmm. But after I chose to go to Berkeley, um, my dad's like, that was the best decision you've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah, you know yeah. what, man? I, I, I come from a generation where um, if you said you wanted to be a musician to your parents, you got one of two reactions. One was, you're out of your fucking mind. It's never going to happen. Go work construction. And the other one was, 
oh, that's cute. Make sure that you have something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, backup plan. Right? Yeah. And I, I think that now you guys are really, really fortunate to have parents that are like, no. I mean, it, I can imagine being the parent of somebody that has that kind of talent and you wouldn't tell them faults, find something to fall back on. No, you know what the advice would be now is diversify the income stream. (laughs) (laughs) That's the important part that I would tell you as a parent and as an elder, like, of course, pursue your music, but also pursue other ways of making money and spend time, like learn how to invest, like make that like a little crash course that you got to, you know, spend time on because that way you can fuel your own dream. You know, if, if you're a musician and you have no worry about anything monetary because something is coming in for you, the amount of freedom you have in your playing is going to be uncapped. I, I have a feeling these guys aren't going to have to worry. No, I just mean it like, well, this is why I say this, guys. We just did an um, interview not uh, over the weekend with this band, a French band called oh, oh, The okay. Inspector Clouseau. And oh. these, it's a two-man band, a drummer and a guitarist. And they are farmers first and, mus- and rock musicians second. They're wow. so badass. <laughs> They're so organic that they refuse any labels. They don't take any labels from any governmental anything. They are, um, they're so dope. These guys they rock. They produce everything. They do everything themselves. Yeah, they rock harder than anybody. Like they, and also they're, they're like so soft in certain parts. They're just amazing. But they're, they realize by traveling and seeing like, the globalization and the problem of the the planet, not just of one country, but just like the global issue. And they wanted to do something in their own hometown so that it wouldn't look like that where they were so that they'd be doing something and feeding their neighborhood and their uh, local economy. And they started this awesome farm and they learned everything from one of the guy's grandfathers. And so they fund all of their own stuff. They, they're their own booking agents. They have their own label. They like do everything. And like, Sam, that, Sam it, wouldn't like the label. Well, yeah, their, their, their label that is called fuck the bass player. Because he, he left the band. It's, it's funny. But the point is, the point mm. is, is that there's this, when, when you have a, a bit of financial freedom and you're not only putting your eggs in one basket, you have to, you are able to free up your creativity in ways that you never even thought possible, you know? And when you're an artist, that is invaluable uh, to uh, have like utmost freedom of like creativity. Tell, tell them the name of the doctor. You guys, well, so, students and everything. Yeah, you actually, be- you guys should really watch 31 Minutes will totally change your it's life. Called Rock Farmers. Yeah, check it out. It's it's super cool. And I I would imagine what Mel's talking about, like that freedom to not have to worry about money so much is kind of what being at Berkeley is like for you guys. Like you're not having to worry about all that. You all all you have to do is focus on your craft right now. Yeah. You know, um, this is this is a place where you can. uh, you can really just spend your time playing music. You're, wow. you're spot on with that one. Um, it's definitely something that I feel like we all have in the back of our minds, though, like different ways of getting income and, you know, other than just like playing a gig. I yeah. feel like we're really good about thinking that and like individually, too. 
like different ways, like maybe teaching lessons on the side or. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Sam is actually working to get his accounting degree. So oh, shit. that's going to be so be valuable for you guys. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's it's going to be good. It's going to show us how that stuff works. Y'all are on, you're on a good trajectory. Is there, is there any um, misconceptions that you had that were blown up wait before you, like, before you came to school and then after like you thought it was going to be one way and it's totally not like that. Well, when I was first look, looking at Berkeley, this is probably like, I'd say three years ago, it was sort of in just the back of my mind. Like I could, I, I, I knew when I first found out about Berkeley, I just assumed that they didn't have a mandolin program and they, they didn't do bluegrass. You know, I just sort of made that assumption mm. I was like, oh, this, you know, if I go to Berkeley, it'll be cool. But, you know, I'm playing jazz and I'm playing all this stuff, you know, I'm playing academic music. Right. And uh, bluegrass is incredibly academic if you, you know, think about it. And I mean, there's all sorts of ways. Bluegrass and acoustic music is just basically from the the start is just the instruments that you're playing, Mm -hmm. you know. So you still have this whole selection of what you can play on those instruments and it's just not the case, you know? So it, and when I came to Berkeley and when Luke came to Berkeley, we figured out that there's a huge roots music scene here wow. here at the school. And it's crazy because like back at home, the people we play with there, it's like me, Sam, Jury, a few other like kids around that area. And then everyone else is like, you know, ranging from like, 20 years old to like 70 years old Mm -hmm. and then here it's like everyone our age is playing the type of music we like and different variations of the music we like you know like we're big bluegrass traditional guys there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of like irish music and old time celtic music and stuff like that it's kind of trickling into like our influences wow that's so cool that crazy yeah there, what a fusion there's a um the chieftains yeah the owsley stanley foundation they put out like uh they have all these reels that owsley recorded when he was working with the dead and yeah. um but it's like all different kinds of music man it's 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 all over it's like the place johnny cash and yeah um, and one of them is the chieftains and do you guys know who they are yeah yeah, yeah. The chieftains. and I didn't know that like, like that was the roots of bluegrass was that music coming to America and then expressed through the American as that I'd never known that before. And now hearing that music, I'm like, Oh, it totally makes sense. And to what you just said, jury, it, it learning a fiddle tune, when you slow a fiddle tune down, that's classical music. As far as I'm concerned, you're it's it, you're learning classical music. It totally sounds like that. It's when you speed it up and you put the rhythms behind it. Now you got bluegrass. I mean, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and I think to bring that even further, uh, people, innovators like David Grisman and Tony Rice and, you know, Bela Fleck and Jerry Douglas and the list goes on, you know, those guys, it's like this invention of like, you know, I mean, heaven forbid Jerry Garcia, you know, people that just brought like this, this music to the table and put their own spin on it mm-hmm. is what was, is so cool. And, uh, it's complex, you know, totally. it's, it's, 
it's thick stuff. And uh, there's so many different flavors of bluegrass out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a thick stew. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know the difference between like jam grass and traditional bluegrass and, you know, any of it. I didn't know any of that stuff. And then kind of digging in a little bit, you're, you're right. There's, you know, trash grass and cosmic grass. Psych grass. Psych grass. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's such a rich tapestry to play with. And knowing that it, there's guys like you that are going to be carrying that tradition into the future. That's super cool, man. Do you feel like a, any kind of responsibility to the music to, to carry that into the future? Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, one responsibility that we have is like, you know, this music starting from depends on who you ask where it started, you know, bluegrass in general, but you know, it's not older than probably 200 years, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, The, the responsibility is like you, you, you take it and, and you make it, you make it new. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. put your own spin on it and uh, you know, to sound like Tony Rice or to sound like Grisman or to sound like Garcia is amazing, you know, and you should learn those, that stuff and, and take it in, but you shouldn't want to sound necessarily just like them, you know, cause that's sort of the duty to, to carry this forward is making your own thing. Oh, and wow. some people don't like that, you know, some people don't like the whole, um, taking bluegrass, do it to a different, um, standard. Uh, I, I think Billy strings is a good example of that. He's one of our favorites. Um, I think he's just amazing. Agreed. We saw, um, we saw two nights here this past summer and the first night was all traditional. And I was yeah. like, that was weird. We, I thought that there's like all these deadheads here and, you know, and then the second night he just melted everybody's face in that That's place. That's what he does. And he loves to It was. The ability to throw in all those traditional songs because he's got all these fans now and, you know, almost just making them fall in love with that type of style, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. One, and he is such a fan of music where Aaron pointed out, was it yesterday or today? You're like. You're like, you know, you're doing pretty good when Billy Strings is commenting on your guys' thread on Instagram. Yeah. Like, and like yeah. he is so gracious and everything, too, like respecting his fans, himself. Well, it's a lot, lot like the whole community, like you guys are doing. And, and also to what Drury was just saying about making it your own, that's exactly what Dog did. That's exactly what Garcia did. That's exactly what Billy did. And that's what we're all high on is that and you're absolutely right man your responsibility is to take that thing and express it through yourself because you know what man nobody else is you guys nobody else has your experience nobody else knows the things you know nobody else can do what you can do like you can do it that's it you have your thing so to express that is is your job you know what i mean and i just have to say like from an older guy to see you guys doing it is fucking exciting. Like to see it happening. They're, they're dead. Yeah. Your guys' dead covers. Oh Every dead cover I've heard of your guys so far is amazing. You do, you oh do it God. so good. Your, your voice, jury. I mean, it, it just, who, who turns you guys onto yeah. the dead? Uh, 
my my dad is is a big deadhead okay. and uh i I, right. I grew up on that sort of music i and I never grew up on the dead listening to it until well I grew up with jury so i that's kind of where I got it from listening his dad kind of got me into the dead and you got me into the dead and then it was just one moment it clicked for me and dude I'd love there's just some clips I found of Jerry playing. It's just like, this is the most creative guy I've, and most natural playing that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And it's just such the, the feeling that the music gives to you, that Grateful Dead music gives to you. It's like, I'll be having the worst day ever. And like some dead song will come on on shuffle. And it just makes me feel so much better. And it's the only type of music that really does that for me. Wow. Yeah. A little gotta, bit of medicine, musical agree. medicine. Yeah. And I it think is. there's a there's a lot of us that share that with you, man. <laughs> we feel like that too. I mean, I it was over 30 years ago. I went to my first Grateful Dead show, and after that show, I I didn't want to do anything else. I was like, I want to be here. I I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to do anything else. Like I'm following this around, and and it's that. And feeling. he did. He sold everything. <laughs> bought a 32 foot international school bus and took off on dead tour. I did. First time grilled cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we actually turned the the front of the school bus was a small tattoo studio, and I was doing tattoos in the lots before the show. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but the, it's it's all about that feeling, man. And and just to be able to talk to you guys, and it's really cool to see the next generation of pickers coming mm. and, and you guys obviously have risen to the top really fast and uh, just keep those heads where they're at, man. You guys got good, good heads on your shoulders. And if there's ever anything we can do for you, when you guys come out with an album, if you want to promote it here, you always got a place and yeah, man, anything we can do Absolutely. to help you guys make it further. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. That's, that's very kind of y'all. And, Appreciate y'all giving us the chance to just come and uh, speak with y'all and out of the blue, you yeah, know, man. Yeah, we get to know you, man. you know, we want to get to know you. We want um, the people that are listening to get to know you that way when they go see your shows, they're stoked for you guys yeah. and they've heard a little bit about you. So they know, you know, what kind of vibe you have. And I just wanted to say thank you too. thank you for, you know, I think um, sometimes people can see following their dreams as maybe selfish but it's the best thing you can do for the planet because when you follow your dream, you're internally happy. And then that vibe goes out and it just so happens that you guys are playing your emotions. So if you're playing on these high vibes, that is literally healing to the planet. So just by like literally doing what you're loving to do, you're helping. So just remember that when you're on stage, when the shit gets hard, no pressure, though. when the booking is you know <laughs> annoying, no, you know, just do being yourself is pressure. No, no, I'm just saying you gotta <laughs> no, I love, it. I love that. She always gives the awesome like mom, like make you oh, feel good shit. Yeah. Well, it's true and because it is. you guys, well, you guys are, you know, I have a 20 year old son. I've got a 27 year old daughter, you know, and my advice to them is to have fun in life because then it doesn't feel long and it doesn't feel arduous. Mm -hmm. And if you can have fun and do something that you love and like make other people happy, what else is there to That's do? Dope shit right there. <laughs> um, where, where can everybody out there go to find you guys, follow you, find out where your shows are and all that? Well, we have a reputation of making very ridiculous 
Instagram videos before <laughs> gigs, um, <clears throat> like, you know, all, all sorts of things. So if you want to know where we're playing next, uh, go follow us on Instagram. You can probably just look up the mountain grass unit, but it's the underscore mountain underscore grass underscore unit. Um, and we got a Facebook, same name. Um, you can check us out on uh, our website, mountaingrassunit.com. Go check us out on um, streaming platforms. We just put out an album last summer called Places I've Been. Um, you can pretty much find us anywhere on any sort of platform if you just search up our name or our individual names. Like right TikTok. On. You know, yeah. Bef- yeah. before we go, I, I want to talk about the album just for a second. Um, is it all original stuff? Yes. yes. The one we just released. Oh, how many, how many tracks? Eight, right? Seven or eight. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> eight and it's 29 minute. minutes long. I, I know. Wow. <laughs> right on, Apple. I've been listening to it. It's a perfect playlist for like a half. I mean, it, it, it's fucking great, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it you guys that produced it or did you go into the studio for this thing? How did this come about? Yeah. So we played this gig a long time ago. We somehow got a connection to open up for Sam Bush and the banjo player in that band, Scott Vestal has a recording studio and he got out there and played like Freeborn Man with us. And he's like, Hey man, if y'all ever want to record, hit me up what? and so we went to scott's and man, we've got to be really good friends with him he's the best and he hooks us up and we recorded everything there he's the wow. man oh man it's so like it's a cool environment when the engineer is like just laughing with you and having a good time it's like okay like he's not being burdened by us being in here you know it's that, like no pressure yeah yeah Aww. so I mean, you're we, just we free to do your thing and create and have fun like Mel absolutely said. Yeah, that's all. That's amazing. I have one last question. This is totally off topic of everything, but it cool. goes back to something I heard. We were laughing about it the other night. What is it like? What is it? Stinky's Fish Camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, what is Stinky's Fish Camp? It's this bar in, um, where is that? 38? 38. It's pretty, it's pretty near Red Bar, the place that I was telling you about earlier. Oh, in okay. Florida. Just that name. I just it conjured an image of like, okay, tell us about that. <laughs> That, that was one of like our favorite gigs. I mean, I've never, we've never made more money in tips. Really? <laughs> it was in insane. Our life. It was insane. And I mean, we were at the beach, you know, so it was like, we just like, we're chilling out at the beach and then we get to go do this gig at night. And it's, they have the Stinky's Bake Shack, which we played, which is like, you know, right, right next to the main restaurant, which is Stinky's Fish Camp. And uh, the Bake Shack is cool. They have a, they have a um a house band that usually plays there, um, Longleaf Drive and uh Dread Clampet, which uh was this band that influenced us through festivals and things early on. Um and Sam Bush every once in a while pops in there and plays fiddle with Dread Clampet. Um Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's a spot. It sounds like it's a cool that's a cool spot. Wow. It's a great spot. You should that and the red bar we played that weekend and those were some I don't know. Florida's awesome. Florida's really cool. <laughs> Florida's, Florida's crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And especially and on a school night. Thank yeah. you for giving us your time. Your <laughs> East Coast on the school night and get your homework. Yeah, done. Go to bed. Oh, always. No, just um, hey, I'll, I'll uh, Drew, I'll, I'll throw uh, my phone number in the email chain that we're sharing back and forth. 
And uh, let's stay in touch about Peach and when you guys come out here. That sounds all great. Thank you so much, guys. This all right, was guys. Yeah. Have a great night, right y'all. On, guys. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so all much. Right. Good night. The future is in good hands, everybody. Fast, yeah. fast yeah. hands, too. I mean, <clears throat> what do you think, Mel? I think a lot of things. Let's, <laughs> let's hear some of them. Some of them is, uh, dang, with Berkeley. Berkeley is putting out some, like, th- the music scene. Some would say that, yes. I'm, and clearly not strictly Berkeley, but everybody that we talk to that has been touched by Berkeley somehow is a really thriving musician. And so based on a school's output, I would say that is an incredible top-notch school to be at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, like they're uh, building a community on its own. The yes. Berkeley alumni that we've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, we that have, have been touched by Berkeley and gone there. And I just think of like all the people that we've spoken to. They're like, "Oh yeah, we met while we were going to school at Berkeley." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, I, it's like an well, obviously, it's an incubator for musicians. Period of any kind, and to be so demanding of clearly academically, but then you know you have to play. And so if you have to play to get good, what other way to get good than by playing gigs? Yeah. Seriously, like you can only practice so much in your, you know, bedrooms or, you know, like out in the lawn or whatever. You got to like get in front of people and get scared and like be under pressure and like, you and know, like you said, get early, people like stirred up, stepping out of their comfort zone and getting yeah. on the ledge. And you know, like they knew one thing, then you go there and like you say, you don't know what you're going to play. Just like dance school or anything, you know, pretty much one style, you know, and then you go and it's like, holy shit, I'm going to learn all these things. Now, wait till they, I mean, just everything they're learning right now. Well, and they're already this good, like, listen, I said, the look on your, when it's like, yeah, you know, when we were in elementary school, then we got serious when we hit junior high. <laughs> I said, Aaron's, Aaron's like, oh my God, oh man, if I could. And that's it's incredible the, that young to be serious about. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Well, serious. And that's what I was like, I didn't get it out the right way, but like in my mind growing up, I always felt like only older people were into bluegrass music. Yeah. It, it wasn't a young man's game. That's and what it I really thought. was. That's, that's what most of what that? we saw too, like clips and stuff. I mean, like Jerry and Chris, I mean, they were older, old and in the way the stuff they did. And yeah, like that I mean, documentary, the white, the whites of Virginia. You where, guys are older and you're into it. Oh yeah. yeah so, but so that that's what we're saying. Mostly older people. We had to wait till we get older to get into it. No, but you're not wrong. It it's just not exclusively. Right. And, yeah. and to see young guys like that, that, not only like are talented and can do it, but love it and understand it and like are taking care of it and making sure that it goes into the future through their expression. And yeah, that was a very astute answer that he gave. And, you know, to, to understand that, that, I mean, and, and maybe again, it's maybe about the teaching in Berkeley. Maybe it's something that they've learned that yeah. like, you've got to kind of own your piece of music, even if it's a piece that you've heard before. When it's in your hands or in your voice, you're, it's your interpretation at that point. If somebody walked in and heard you play whatever you were playing, even if it was 
a piece of music that you didn't originally do, that person would be like, you played that music. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it would belong to you in that moment. Yeah. And so you have to honor your own self by owning it and like making your voice and doing the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to be able to like see that they're going to be successful. Like you can see it when you well, watch them play, like, well, on a wider scale. I mean, they're already successful. That's but, what I'm saying. Like, but like on a grand scale, those guys are going to be out there oh, yeah. doing it. And it's cool to be able to see it now. And like, and it's this good in its infancy. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, it's already as good as the stuff that's out there now. I can't imagine 10 years from now and, and what then, that's going to be. And then you add the bond of them being friends yeah. since childhood. Their experiences on the road like, and they're growing up in a in small college. town. And I mean, that it's amazing. And it's, when you find a musical partner, man, that is like finding a soulmate. It really is. Like I, the more we talk to people, and like, like, um, like bring them up again, but the inspector Clouseau, Lauren and Matthew, they were like musical little buddies, you know, growing up together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a lot of these guys are so fortunate to find some, or guys, gals, uh, whoever out people. there, people out there that are able to find your musical partner. Kudos to you, man. Yeah. Seriously, I think it's it be like that. Inspector Clouseau and these guys, and a whole lot of other musicians. Yeah, so out. many different. I mean, ones. musicians can come out of anywhere, but it 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 seems to me like smaller towns with really tight knit communities produce some amazing shit. Like these guys started, like you know, in first grade. They're not from the big city. You know, you know what I mean. It yeah. can come from anywhere, but it seems like a lot of these small communities like that with inspector Clouseau on the documentary it's part of the hair going back hundreds of years that's what they did they're well you know they're gathering around at night and entertaining each other singing and stuff yeah and there's a lot of rich heritage and I'm, I'm really 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 excited for them and excited for all of you out there listening to get to know them if you don't already know their music and and see what we're talking about Get on it's, the mountain grass unit ride it is something special man and look they, out future they play they they play with like such beauty and grace and tenacity the way late like you said with luke, watching luke plays when he's like strumming and then he like hits at home like it's like a gunslinger kind of like burl said those are my yeah. gunslingers yeah. out there it's like <laughs> just oh man love it Love it. Yeah, so if you don't know them, now you will. And congratulations and congratulations to the boys. Uh, we'll catch up with you, Sam. Yeah, definitely. And Mel, I, let's do a, a new segment. We'll call it Mel's Advice at the End of the Show. What's today's Mel's Advice at the End of the Show? Um, today's advice is to get your vitamin D levels checked. Vitamin D is very important with your immunity, with your absorption of nutrients, with mood, and it is important for you to know that you're deficient so you can fix it because it's an easy fix. It's not a fast fix, but it's an easy one. So make sure you get that checked out because when you do, if it's deficient, you start feeling all good all of a sudden and you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was so sluggish. And so just so you know, 
Mine was low. Got it checked. Working on getting it up. Slowly feeling the bump back in my um, energy level. Would you say that you had a little bit of brain fog as well? I think that that was, in hindsight, my biggest problem that I didn't know that I had. Same. I didn't realize how foggy my brain was until I started to regain. And until I, you were unfoggy? Until I was unfoggy. So seriously, take get your vitamin D levels checked because it's important. And that is this week's edition. Sound advice. The first edition of Mel's Advice at the end of the show. All right. Like so it. yeah, go follow the Mountain Grass unit. Follow Luke and Drury and all the guys. And uh, you know why they're called the Mountain Grass unit? I do not. I was not going to ask about it. Because they're from from Mount Brook, so it's mountain bluegrass is what they play, and the Tony Rice unit is who they like their favorite. And when you name a band a unit instead of a trio, it's open for growth and for anybody to join at any time and come and go. Oh, yeah. So mountain grass unit. All right. I love that. So everybody, like everybody's welcome to join. And then what a beautiful thought. And that is the first edition of Apple. No shit. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. So we wouldn't be a unit. We'd be a trio. This would be a trio. Well, no, we're a trio. Special guests. Special guests. Yeah. Yeah. We're not looking for a fourth chair or fifth chair. We have, yeah, we have sit-ins. Yeah. Jam. Little jams. (laughs) <laughs> little jammies all right I'm all, i keep for, there's four of us darwin's over there holding yeah, it, holding it are, down literally he, he comes in here and immediately passes out uh-huh. he makes sure the pillow doesn't go Does anywhere not float up to the ceiling <laughs> um listen here's the thing we'll be back on monday with more stuff and things another edition of the no simple road weekly rewind brought to you in partnership with the edible beats out of Denver, Colorado. It's one of our favorite things to do is to do the weekly rewind. And if you haven't listened to one yet, probably should go listen to, I I think my favorite that we've done so far is the one we did yesterday. So it'll be number 17. 17. And we had a fabulous conversation about the, uh, what do you call it? Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime, halftime shows, show and psychedelic, and the, just all kinds the, of things. The clinical nature, or the 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 what do the you call implications it? of bringing psychedelics In into the clinic. clinic? Thank you, Mel. Jesus. Very very Tongue well time. said. So anyway, until next time, everybody, take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate, and um, you know if if you love yourself, well that do that. That's, that's a good. that's a given. But here's the thing: that's not a that's given. That's not a given. That's not a given. Some not? people spend no. too much time worrying about others and not themselves. Or so some people don't want, or are mean to themselves. Really? And that's not nice. Yes. Why would you be mean? Well, I guess I've been mean to people myself. Do that. I people, was really I, mean, I, to myself. mean to yourself in thought. That's the worst way. But you're you so can, stupid. Or you could be like, no, you're not going to eat then. If you already ate that. Nope. Now you're not going to have nothing. Punishing yourself. Yeah, wow. You can do all don't kind of, punish yourself. Yeah. Don't okay. be mean to yourself. Okay. There it is. Love, love you guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace.
shattered as I focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.